friends, it's Age Michelle. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Teach Style Live Faith, a podcast where I seek to encourage you in every aspect of your life through the faith. Today we have joining with us two special guests, Miles and Lavanche Robinson. excited for today's episode we have two guests on the show we have miles and lavanche robinson and they're going to be speaking and just giving us answers to some of the tough questions that we have about dating relationships and marriage so before we go ahead and get started i would like to have them go and introduce themselves tell us how old you are what you do your family um Oh, ladies first. All right. Well, I'm Lavonche Robinson. I'm 30 now, but I'm, um, currently I am a stay-at-home mom slash practicing photographer. I'm kind of exploring things now. And we're homeschooling mom as well. She's a great wife, too. I try to be. Mm. I try to be. <laughs> That's what matters. It's the effort. Yeah, so I'm Miles Robinson. I'm 29. I am the husband of this bright, beautiful woman. I am a educator, a graphic designer, and a, uh, I guess I'm my father and, you know, husband. I mean, we're still working on some things. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we all are work in progress. Yeah, <laughs> we all are. Pretty much what she's saying, I'm basic and I need to step my game up. Right. I've been on that regular and later this time to go to the premium. Hey, you stepped your game up when you married her, so. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, but let's go ahead and start with how how y'all met. How long have y'all been married? Well, we've been married for five years, so thank God for good old five. Uh, <laughs> living that Cinco life. Uh, we okay. met. We actually met in high school. We were both trifling. We dated for like, I don't know, it might have been five or six months, and it was just trifling. We weren't mature. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. So that didn't go too well. And then we actually did not talk or anything for about four years. And then we got back together in college after a a pursuit like no other pursuit on my behalf for her. Okay, so that story is going to need more detail. First of all, I always thought y'all just met in college, so I'm learning with the listeners. But second, (laughs) you can't just say a pursuit like no other and not tell us what the pursuit entailed. So I'm going to say that for the high school thing, that we actually met when Miles was in the eighth grade and I was in the ninth grade. That's when we met, and we met through his brother. Because at the time, he was dating a best friend of mine. And that's kind of how we crossed paths. But we didn't date until my junior year, her senior year. Yeah. And, you know, we were just being high schoolers. I was the the jock, the basketball player that was cocky and didn't really care about too much. So I was, you know, arrogant and thought I was living my best life, but I wasn't. And I just wasn't. (laughs) And And you said, and I just wasn't. I wasn't ready to commit. I was just like, Shout out Duval. playing the field, right? Trying to talk to whoever, whoever looked good in my in my mind, like, cause I mean, you and you in high school, you're not really focused on marriage, a real serious relationship at the time. It's like whoever is on your radar, you like, okay, I'm talking to him, I'm talking to him, 
or whatever. Not to sound like a player or nothing, but it was just a very serious, like, not really just trying to pursue anything. Just had your focus on other things that were probably childish as well. Because you're in high school, you're not really focused on that yeah. at the time. I mean, I don't yeah. feel like you really should be eighth and ninth grade. <laughs> Come on, if you can't uh, make that commitment at that age, what you doing? Right, right. So y'all go I mean, trying to live your best life, best life in <laughs> basketball, best life with whomever and whatever. Just, just living the best life of a high school, middle school. Yeah, living my best life. Can't sing the rest of that song. Um. <laughs> All right, so. Obviously, at some point in time, clearly, it's evident that y'all matured, and that's where this pursuit came along um, in college. And so, you know, like you said, y'all didn't talk for four years, so I'm not the strongest in math, but I take that from, okay, we're in high school, four years, that, that ends up being about junior year of college, um, possibly. What what was going on, and I guess it would mainly be more so your heart, Miles, but what was going on in your heart that made it this pursuit like no other did y'all start talking talking again and then you wanted to pursue her or was it like dang like I just miss her I don't know those five months were the best five months of my life and I just I'm about this now like what was it uh it definitely wasn't the best five months of my life so, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it was probably some of the most tragic five months of our life <laughs> Uh, and thank you for being such a great mathematician because you did take us to uh, junior year of college. So we just thank God for your ministry. Yes. <clears throat> Working on that math. You are a true <laughs> educator. Um, but uh, what took place was I had been dating a girl in college. And, you know, we thought everything was good and all that. And literally I had this dream and I sleep hard. So me having a dream and knowing what I dream, I was like, this is crazy. And so anyways, um, it was a dream. I was seeing myself getting married and I couldn't see who it was I was getting married to. And so literally I was lifting up the veil and this bright light hit me, kind of like, you know, Paul on the road to Damascus. <laughs> and so I ain't gonna lie, this kind of tried to put in my head at that moment. I was like, who's the brightest person I know? <laughs> Man. <laughs> Now, if y'all don't know, Lavanche is, you know, she's pretty light-skinned for those who don't know um, why this yeah, would matter. I see her through the podcast oh, right now. Please stop. <laughs> so you, you thought about who the brightest person you knew. And yeah. Now, so we're going to, you know, believe that was Lavanche, but what made it, was that the only basis or what were there some things that you had been seeing in her? I don't you know, all my listeners may not use Facebook, but were you like peeping her Facebook and stuff? What made you say it must be her? And this is the course that I need to go down. Well, she didn't even have her social media up. She was on her whole private tip. So uh, that wasn't a place where I could do any kind of Facebook stalking because uh, she didn't even have it. Um, but she actually was going to the movies and she ended up running into my best friend while he was there. And none of us had seen each other or anything. So uh, he ends up getting her number. She was dating somebody. Uh, and he ends up getting her number to kind of connect. And so I ended up getting her number from him. Um, 
and wait, wait, wait. But, Why'd you get her number from him? Like you told him the whole story that went down and asked for it, or he just was like, "Hey, I think you need her number." Well, he actually called me, and then uh, he was like, "You never guess who I just ran into," and I was just like, "You know who?" And so he was like, "Levon Shay," and I was like, "Man, I haven't talked to her in forever. Ain't seen that like that." And so <clears throat> it kind of um. That was kind of coincidence that it happened not too long after like, I had that dream and stuff. And uh, the girl that I was dating um, at the time, like, we ended up breaking off, but it wasn't necessarily just because of, like, that dream or anything. It was, yeah. <clears throat> like, in the process of just uh, dating and stuff like that, uh, we were kind of putting heads on some different things and didn't really know where, well, we thought we knew where we were going at first. And then, you know, we we're still college. So I think I was 21 trying to trying to make these grown man decisions, but I wasn't grown yet. I was still trying to figure things out. So uh, I find myself thinking about that dream a lot. And I talked to other people um, and they were telling me like, yeah, you know, like that might be something you really need to follow. And I was like, I ain't never remember a dream in my life. Cause like <laughs> I said, when I dream, it's pitch black. So it's the exact opposite. She's bright. My dream. Uh-uh. And uh, it was, it was a new thing. So, <laughs> Uh, I really just took a leap of faith on it. Like, I really didn't have tons of uh, things going that direction. It was literally that dream. Then when my boy called me about that, and then I was like, you know what? She wasn't that bad, you know, when we were younger. We just we just weren't mature. So it was like, maybe this can go somewhere now that we're older. You know, we're not the trifling people that you are in high school when you're living mm-hmm. in the bubble. So... I really just said a prayer. I was like, I'm finna go for it. Yeah. And that's so good to actually hear you say that because I have friends, um, and specifically, you know, when we talk about guys pursuing, so I have guy friends who sometimes I hear their conversations and it's a, you know, I just don't know. And all like waiting for all these factors to line up before they make a move. And it's like, go for it. I mean, see what happens. And if it doesn't happen, then, move on (laughs) you know and that's kind of what you're saying it's like I didn't have it all planned out it wasn't like God told me it was gonna be her I had this dream so now that meant that I needed to do this and actually I prayed that hey God if it is her then you will send a sign and you will send my best friend to come and get like it, it wasn't all that now God allowed that to happen but it was more so hey I I walk with the Lord I have a relationship with him God, this is a desire. Like, she wasn't that bad. Hey, I want to try this again. Hey, your grace be with me. I'm going to pray it through, and I'm going to go ahead and make an action. And, you know, I'm going to trust you with the results. The results were great. (laughs) But even if not, you still were going to trust God to do it because it wasn't like a sin to say, hey, let me go and talk to this girl, you know. And sometimes I think we get so caught up in, I have to know that is this person or I have to know that it's um this is what I'm supposed to do or how I'm supposed to approach them you know and I don't think it's always that cut and dry true true you speak uh, truth <laughs> so Levanche what was going on with you during this moment like during this time when he approached you and like he said you were dating someone so did he hit you up while you were still dating this person or was something going on with that relationship was that relationship coming to an end and he kind of just stepped in at the right quote-unquote time I feel like mentally in my mind I was kind of done with the person I was talking to anyway Uh uh-huh so um 
I'm not really sure where their minds were at the time. And honestly, that's a non-factor. But uh, <laughs> at the time, I was, I was really just trying to just be one-on-one -on -one with the Lord. And that's why I had gotten off of social media and stuff. And at the time when his friend saw us at the movies, we were just trying to kind of reconnect, but it really, in my mind, it was it was over. And so I wasn't really looking for a relationship at the time, to be completely honest, because I feel like personally, if I was going to go into something else, I needed to really be whole with who I was and who in my relationship with the Lord. And so... And knowing Miles coming back into the picture and what happened in our relationship previously, I kind of felt a lot of hurt from us ending things because I wasn't sure what went wrong. Um, but at the same time, it was like we were trifling and it wasn't really time for us to settle down and commit anyway. Mm -hmm. But I still, as the female, felt some hurt from it. And I was just like, just questioning a lot of things like was he different um had he matured because now i'm older and i'm just like if i date anybody else i personally wanted to go towards marriage and i want their mind to be in the same thing but at the same time because i didn't really get the greatest model of marriage i was also fearful to be honest because i was just like I don't want to get married and then it end up in divorce. Mm -hmm. So it was just a lot of different things that were I kind of had mixed emotions about things because I wasn't sure really how it was going to pan out. Yeah. So let's backtrack real quick because one of the things I heard you say was that you were kind of hurt with how it ended um, when y'all first dated. So knowing that, you know, y'all are Christians, I'm kind of going to backtrack to when y'all first dated were y'all both Christians were y'all both pursuing the Lord I know you just kind of mentioned hey you wanted to just spend that one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord so when y'all were dating in uh what was it high school um mm -hmm. were y'all were y'all Christians then and so then coming up to because you said was he different so when it came back to college and he wanted to pursue you what what was letting you know that he was different? Like, how did you figure out if he was different? How did you, you know, what were you looking at to find out if he was different? Honestly, I just talked to his brother. Oh, okay. To be, completely, to be completely honest, just to see, because I knew that he wasn't going to give me, um, he wasn't going to sugarcoat and give me a sugarcoated version of who Miles was because, me and him were friends, and so I was just like, I went to him. Well, actually, he called me. I don't know if they had talked previously, but he had called me, and we were just we just set a time to really just talk about where Miles was because beforehand, when we dated before, like we were we knew who the Lord was, but as far as taking our walk seriously, that was not happening for neither one of us. Okay, and so. Um, Thinking back on it, I was just like, I know where I was at that time. And I was really taking my walk seriously, but I wasn't sure where he was. And so I really needed to talk to someone that I know was close to him just to get a background on where he was. So 
that's kind of where I was with that. Okay. You have anything to add to that, Miles? Yeah, I mean, she already said it. Like when we were high school, it's like we knew who God was, but really have an understanding of really knowing his character, knowing what we're supposed to be doing, stuff like that. We didn't have any idea. So it's literally like we were trying to act on the three scriptures we knew. (laughs) And, and, you know, at the same time, I'm still going around cussing at people. Uh, I mean, that's, I understand now this language, but uh, at the time, you know, I'm saying stuff that's inappropriate, getting kicked out of class all the time, like all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. So my actions didn't necessarily marry my uh, relationship with God. So that's really where we were to begin with. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, like she said, uh, I had been talking to my brother because we were all in different cities at the time. So I was uh, in Huntsville. And then so Levanche was here in Dallas. She was at UT Arlington and my brother was uh, in San Antonio at Trinity University. So we were all in different areas. And we literally, me and my brother had been talking about different things. And we would talk like once a week and stuff. And so... Um, I had already told him about like the dream I had in my thoughts. So that's what kind of led to him calling her and them having a conversation. And I had really grown and matured a whole lot from who I was in high school to who I was at that time. All right. Okay. So y'all are basically, essentially you were two new people coming into a relationship. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, yes. <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> yeah. Just a um, lot. Well, one thing that I heard too, also heard through you, Lavanche, say was you didn't have a good model of relationships. And so, and I'll be even honest and vulnerable with me with one of the relationships that I was in um, heading towards marriage. I was afraid of like, oh man, if we get divorced, like that's going to hurt. I don't know how to deal with it. Like, how did you, what, what was different or what gave you the peace to walk through this to actually go ahead and get married um, with the concerns of divorce of like, Hey, like I don't want this to end up in divorce. So if I don't marry you, (laughs) it ain't going to divorce. We didn't get married. Like how did you reconcile that view and those thoughts? Mm, That's a good question. Um, okay. So she's still reconciling up now. I'm playing. (laughs) Well, I did get a, a glimpse of what a good marriage looked like through my my grandparents mm-hmm. but even it, it still wasn't enough to really give me peace about everything and so I honestly did a lot of praying I don't really I don't want to sound cliche or anything but I really did a lot of praying and seeking seeking the Lord and I seriously like asked for confirmation but even in our first year of marriage I was still very fearful and I think that's because I was dealing with a lot of issues individually that I had you know experienced in the past I was just really dealing with a lot of things and hurt and stuff but I feel like the thing that confirmed it for me was God kind of used my uh my grandmother because she was like bold and like honest about everything very blunt mm-hmm. and, and like in prayer, I don't know I was just praying one day, and it just came up in conversation with me and her, 
and she just told me that she felt like I was ready and that the Lord had spoke to her on it. And I'm just like, wait, like, cause I hadn't talked to her about marriage. She knew I was dating Miles at the time, but I hadn't talked to her about marriage or anything. And the conversation just came up. And I feel like that was one of the ways that God had um, confirmed it for me. But then also talking to his brother and hearing his honesty and opinion about where Miles was in his walk with the Lord and how he had completely changed. I feel like that was another conversation that really confirmed things for me. And then really just feeling peace in my heart about us moving forward in marriage. That was also a big thing for me because I'm one of those that if I don't feel peace in my heart about something, I'm not mm-hmm. going to and I feel like God just really, that was one of the last things that really just confirmed things for me. It was just like, okay, it's cool to move forward. You're going to be fine. Even if things don't work out in that way, you're going to be okay. And yes. that was one thing confirmed things for me, really. Just having that peace, like, it's okay to move forward. I have you. Yes. And that's so good just because that that was the opposite for me in my relationship. And I didn't know, like, I I guess I've had situations where maybe I didn't have God's peace, but just because it was such a big decision. And I was just like, man, I'm not shaking this. Like, I don't know what this is. And it it was the absence of God's peace. And so hearing you say that is is a good thing, because I think doesn't mean because you even said you still kind of struggled with it your first yeah. year of marriage, it doesn't mean it was no longer a concern of mine. It doesn't mean I was no longer worried about it. Like you weren't made perfect in it, perfected in it, but you had God's peace and God's peace is, is where it's, Hey, even though I may not fully understand the situation, I don't know all the details. I am okay because you are with me and I trust you in it. Like I have full reliance on you that wherever it goes, whatever the situation you got me. And I think that was, I think I can't necessarily speak for you, but you may have been at a point of like, hey, God, I I can marry him and we could end up in divorce, but I know that you are going to be right there with me. You're not leaving me, even though that's not my desire. I'm no longer afraid to walk into this. I just don't have all the answers, you know, to this. It was a whole faith thing, really. It really was. was. (laughs) For us, it turned out great like so far because we've been married for five years it turned out great there's been a lot of I mean I'm not gonna say that it's been a cakewalk or anything but Mm -hmm. I still have that peace and sometimes I wonder like honestly why we didn't do it sooner I feel like a lot of the reason why we may not have done it sooner was because I was still working through a lot of things on my end but like you said regardless of whatever it was it really just took me taking that leap of faith and just trusting God that he would have me regardless of what happened regardless yeah. yes yeah that that's so good um one of the things that i learned um through my relationship was i was so worried about hey is this the person i'm supposed to marry or not and i spoke with the you know a while after we decided to break up and she told me she said hey I don't think God was so much concerned about if you were to marry him or not. I think God's concern was if you were going to trust me in that moment, regardless of the direction. And 
you know, I can't change the things that happened with that relationship, but that was something I take with me for the future. Sometimes that worry and that anxiety is just God saying, hey, are you going to trust me? Because no matter what, you don't know what the future is going to be. He's like, I do know it, but I want to know, will you trust me either way? Right. And that may be where the angst and anxiety comes from. But when I'm able to say, okay, God, I trust you either way. That's when you get the peace. And that's exactly what Philippians four, actually it's four or five. We, we quote four, six, do not be anxious in anything. But if you look at four five, it says the Lord is at hand. And if we know that the Lord is at hand in any situation, then I no longer have to be anxious, but because I'm anxious, I'm going to give it to you with prayer and supplication. I'm going to thank you in advance for what you're going to do. And now I have peace from it, but it all starts with the premise of God. I know you're at hand in this, whatever direction it goes. Right. That's real. Yeah. So good. Um, thank you for sharing that. I I heard you also say, you don't know why y'all would have done it, why y'all didn't do it sooner. So how long did y'all date? before you got married or, or let's do the whole timeline. How long did y'all date? How long were you engaged? When did you get married? So we, so we started back dating November 5th of 2009. Yep. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, November 5th, 2009 is when we started back dating. Dated for about three years. And then uh, I proposed to her. May 17th. 2013. And then we got married July, July 28th, 2013. Yeah. So, so we the were... marriage, the engagement in the marriage wasn't long. It was the whole dating. Yeah. Yep. I'm over here writing. I'm like, I know this math. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> but I looked at May and July were both 2013. So I said, I got that one. <laughs> That's my tax test. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay. All right. So y'all dated three years. So if you said y'all would have done it sooner, what would that time frame have looked like? So instead of three years, a year, two years, what, what do you mean by not waited so long? Well, we were... I feel like I, I guess I would have said instead of making him pursue for so long, I feel like I would have said yes sooner. If that makes sense. I would I would have said yes to dating him sooner. Oh, so actually you're so you're not talking about how long you were dating. You're talking about after he had his dream and how long he kept trying to pursue you? Yeah, because he pursued me for about a year and a half, if not two years, before I said that I would be okay with him with, with us dating. Oh man, so this Okay, so we added, let's do this math again, 2013 for, so this was about a six-year thing. Yeah, he pursued for Yeah, it started 2008. 2008. Yeah, so 2008 is when I started pursuing her. 2009 was when she actually was like, yes. Well, she told me no, like, twice in that process. Uh, yeah, so then I graduated in 2011, I came back to Dallas to start working, but I ended up getting laid off my job after I was there for two months. And then <clears throat> I was trying to figure out stuff. And so that's when I ended up, uh, I moved to Denton to do a discipleship program. So mm-hmm. I moved to Denton in 2011. She graduated from UT Arlington in 2012. Then she moved to Denton and did a discipleship program. 
And that's where we finally were able to kind of be in the same place and really could make it happen because we didn't want to try to do the long distance thing that we have been doing in college. Okay, so hmm, definitely a long pursuit. And we want to break that down real quick. So pursuit, where I'm listening to it is, so there's a difference between you pursuing her and y'all quote unquote making it official is what I'm going to say. And so when you had that dream, you essentially started pursuing her. Now, what did that look like? Because were y'all, you know, going on dates, were y'all talking? And then in 2009, it was, hey, I, we want to make this official. Like, you are the person who I'm intentionally dating and getting to know. Or what was happening during that that stage of pursuit? Was it, hey, um, like Levantia said, like, I'm just spending time with the Lord. So Levantia was it, hey, I'm really just not talking to anyone. Miles is trying to hit me up. Maybe sometimes I'll talk to him on the phone or I'll go out on a date with him, but I'm really not sure. So I'm really not like too invested in it. And Miles was it, hey, like, I'm not trying to talk to any other girls and I'm just, hey, whatever I can do to try to win her favor is what I'm doing. Like, what what is that? Because also we don't always know what, we we don't hear or we hear a lot that hey guys don't pursue anymore. So what did that pursuit look like and what was just going on in your hearts and minds during that time? Because it was like you said, a year and a half before, if I'm correct, y'all basically just made it official and it was like, Hey, the pursuit he's still gonna be pursuing me, but his pursuit has now quote unquote had a goal accomplished and now we're moving forward towards the goal of marriage. Yeah, so the pursuit itself was more like, so yeah, I had that dream. And in that time I was talking to different people, you know, people that I trusted mentors, different things, asking them about it, seeing their thoughts. And then, um, like she said, she was actually talking to someone at the time. And so I kind of had that mentality. Like, uh, she was like, I got a man. I was like, what's your man got to do with me? But you know, <laughs> like, um, I, the pursuit was really me going after her regardless of what was what what the viewpoint looked at the time because yeah of course her talking to somebody it looked like it wasn't promising and different things like that in the distance um but i would literally i knew things that she liked from when we dated previously uh so i would literally drive up to dallas um so it was a two and a half hour drive i would drive up to dallas and I wouldn't even see her. I would, like, leave her a gift or something like that I knew she liked. Oh, um, that's so cute. And gas was high, too. So it was, like, <laughs> that mug hurt like a mug. Like, I was, like, are you going to pay for this 175-mile trip? Um, and this is why she still had another guy, and she really wasn't giving you. Yeah, she wasn't even picking. Like, she wasn't picking up if I would call. I think we had talked on the phone maybe, like, one time, and it was kind of like, yeah. But, um... You know, I wasn't taking no for an answer. She gave it to me twice, and I was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, so over the period of that time, like, I mean, we grew to be able to talk on the phone. But this was, like, months. Like, it wasn't like it just happened at the beginning. So I would say probably for the first six months, we might have talked on the phone twice. And then, um, you know, I would come to Dallas. I would show up, give her something. And then I would leave from there, and then she'd get it. And I would always leave little stuff, like, uh, to where she knew it was me that gave it to her. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I would always mess around and call her Lawana. And so uh-uh. I, I left her these gifts on her 
uh, doorstep, and I'd literally be like to Luana, and then, <laughs> of course, she knew that's from me. And Crazy then, why um, she didn't move from the time y'all dated. <laughs> yeah, that would have been trifling because I would have showed up at Saran the person's house, and they would have been ready to uh, <laughs> shoot me from busting up on their front porch. Um, <laughs> and then even like um, in that time too, uh, she she was really in the you know Christian hip hop. I was too, so like uh, Lecrae was doing a tour and he had a concert. So I was like, I'll pay for you to go to this concert. I had already went to the concert. I went to it in Houston. I ended up driving up to Dallas the next day. And so I was I already went. So I was like, I'll pay for you to go to the concert. And she she didn't even want to step that. I was like, I'll take you to the concert, drop you off, I'll pay for it, and I'll leave. And she was like, No. Nah. And I was like, Girl, what's your problem? A free concert, free ride, gas is high. And um had to make it work. No, nah, she right? didn't. I put it in work for real. That's where my hair went. I had a full head of hair back then. I had waves for days. Now I'm shining, glistening, leaning in the streets. So yeah, we are, I just really had to put my head down and um like I severed opportunities with other people. Like I could have, you know, pursued other women or different things, even like when she told me no multiple times, but um that's what my sights were set on and I was like, I'm gonna get her. And the whole time, God was just really showing me, like, just because you're working doesn't mean you're working hard enough. Mm, mm. Explain that. What? <clears throat> so, like, we, when we have goals and things in life that we want, we always, you know, we think that because we're doing something or we're making some steps, it, that's, that's enough. And a lot of times, we don't realize that we are working, but we're not working hard enough because if we're working hard enough, we're going to get to that point. So... You have to overcome the obstacles, um, do stuff when you don't feel like doing it. Like the difference between, um, you know, being potential, having a lot of potential and being really successful is just the effort you put in. And so everybody has tons of potential. So I could potentially add her, but I continue to put the effort and apply it every single day. And I had to motivate myself. I didn't want to. Like, I ain't gonna lie. She told me no. I was like, man, look, this woman that lost her mind. I don't put all this time and effort into this. And then she want to tell me no. Um, but, you know, it's like, just cause you're working doesn't mean you're working hard enough and that a no from people isn't a no from God. So, um, that was a big part of it too, just realizing that if God, if I was trusting God with this, I have to trust God with it regardless. So basically the premise that you took is just that, Hey, I fully believe like this is the direction I'm should, I should go. Because in my head, like you said, most guys would have all right, she done told me no twice, and I know that's why she has told you no more than that, and I'm spending money, I'm buying gifts, she's denying them, it's like, God, there are other fish in the sea, and what am I doing? But you obviously believed so much that, you know, this was the person for you, and so that's what motivated you to keep pursuing her. Because from the outside looking in, I'm, I am kind of like, Huh. Man, what's gonna cause you to give up? What would have caused you to give up? Would we still be sitting here five years later if she had not said yes back then? To be honest with you, if she wouldn't say yes, I still would have kept going. Man. Because even like at that time, I had already set my mind that this was gonna be multiple years it was gonna take. So <clears throat> I was already like, man, it might take five years before I even get a guess from her, but I was like, and we just got joined by our son Caleb, so that's him uh, 
making these random noises. Yes. Hey, Caleb. You we say, have hey. three people um, as guests on our show today. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I um, I'd already set my mind it was going to be a while, and I was just going to keep on pushing. And you know, Lord, Lord was good in the fact that instead of it taking like five years, like I thought it'd take like a year and a half. Nom, um, nom, nom, nom. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I was getting the way at it, just like nom 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 nom. <laughs> Right. Well, that's so good. And so if Um, I could sum it up for, you know, the people listening, I would kind of say for guys of, you know, a guy, you're, and maybe it doesn't happen for all guys, but for guys like, hey, you're going to know there's going to be something that draws you, that makes you continue that pursuit. And maybe on the flip end for girls of how we sometimes are, hey, when is he coming? Is he the one and all that? being able to say you'll know him by his pursuit like if he's and I don't think we should necessarily which I don't I don't know you can speak to this Levante I don't know if you were necessarily saying well if I say no let's see if he's going to keep trying so I don't know if we should necessarily as ladies say hey you know don't don't go out with him or things like that just to see if he's really going to pursue you but at the same end being able to say hey if a guy wants you and, you know, wants to pursue you, it will be evident. Um, Clearly evident. I strongly believe, I strongly believe that a person will tell you who they are. And if a guy really wants to pursue you, he will move mountains to try to get that thing that he wants. Because I strongly believe that guys are determined. And if they want something, they're going to get it regardless of what it takes to get it. And I, and that's one thing that I saw in Miles. Like, he was going hard after what he wanted. And at the time, like, honestly, if I'm real, me and the guy had already stopped talking completely. And, I, and in his mind, we were still talking. But at that time, I was really just using that time to seek the Lord and really just be by myself because I really had a lot that I was working through and dealing with. And at that time, it was just like, the Lord was like, it's me and you. And if this guy, I'm going to let you know when you should say yes and when you should move forward. You just follow my lead. And if Hmm. he really wants you, and if he really wants to be with you, he's going to pursue you. You just follow me. Hmm. And he just confirmed things. Like I said, through my grandmother, through his brother, and through that peace that I felt was when I was just like, okay, let's go. And that was when y'all, that let's go was the making it official in 2009. Yeah. Man, that's good because, and I want you to speak to this as well, is that I know you have a lot of, um, you know, in the Christian sphere, we have the well, I'm not going to date for a whole year. I'm not going to date for three months. I'm not, you know, and sometimes the premise behind that too is also, well, I just need to, it just needs to be me and the Lord just needs to be me and the Lord. And so, and I don't know if I'm necessarily hearing you say that, but can you speak to what led you to, Hey, like I'm really just focused on me and the Lord, because what I think sometimes can happen on the flip side is we can think that, 
I need to spend time with just me and the Lord so that I can get to a place where I will be marriage material, which a kind of is, Hey, I'm not necessarily just being me and the Lord. Now it's, Hey, I'm trying to, I'm using God as a means to an end of, Hey, let me spend this time with him. So I will get married like a false assumption there, but also um, on the other end, knowing that, no one's going to be perfect when they get married. You know, I, I can take the time aside to spend with the Lord. Doesn't mean when I get married, hey, I'm this perfect wife now. I'm this perfect Christian. So can you speak to what led you to that and what that looked like for you? Did you put a timeline on it? Did you or was it just, hey, like this is where God is leading me and um, I'm, I'm just going to keep walking down this. What did that look like for you? Well, for me, I knew personally that I had a lot of things I had to work through because I was I mean I know we're all broken but I I knew I was at like my lowest point I had dated so many different guys and talked to so many different ones that my mind was just in a horrible place and I'm like if I start a relationship now it's not going nowhere I need to work on me I need to get whole before I can even because I feel like I was seeking a lot of validation in guys in my relationship with them. And I spent too much time thinking about, uh, I mean, for lack of better words, I was idolizing these guys that I was dating. And the Lord was just like, it's time to take a step back and it needs to just be me and you. There was no um, time frame. There was no, um, really no intention but to really just focus on him and let him make me whole like because I feel like before you enter into a marriage or any kind of dating relationship um, I mean and when we date we're supposed to be working towards marriage like that that's the ultimate goal I believe but um I really just feel like I had I had a lot that I needed to work through to become whole before even pursuing another relationship, my perspective and everything had to change. Like I just had to become a completely whole person and really have that strong relationship with the Lord before him. And not even saying that by the time we started dating, I was completely whole, but there a lot of that mess had been moved out and I just got, complete peace that it was time to move forward in that like there was no time frame like I said before I just felt like that peace was there and I felt like I felt different and my perspective had changed I was no longer seeking validation in men or you know idolizing them or anything I just my perspective had changed and I was complete in my relationship with the Lord like I actually knew who he was and I knew who I was and I didn't have to seek validation in these guys anymore and so man that's good I, I like hearing that I like a one again just just God's peace um and then two what you talked about a two um it's about <laughs> seeking validation and guys and you doing kind of doing the work what two questions is how did you know you were seeking validation? How did the Lord show that to you? And how did he heal you in that area? And then what did that healing look like? Was it, um, because again, if you know that you're going to 
going to need to spend time with just the Lord, you know, it, it won't help if you just say, you know what, I'm just not going to date guys, but you're not doing anything that builds your relationship with the Lord. So was this a time where you, um, you know, really went and sought out mentors and disciplers? Were you doing, um, what did that time look like for you? Were there some intentional things you did in that moment other than, you know, reading your word and praying, were there some intentional things you did and specific to the area of um, you seeking validation from guys? And did you even know where that, that root started? Cause I think knowing the root of things is very informational and knowing how to move forward in healing. So are you aware of where that root started from and what was that process of healing in that area? How did that look? Okay. So as far as seeking validation in guys, I recognized it when I was in this one relationship and like everything that I would like change myself to fit what he wanted. And I feel like that stemmed from, okay, so my dad was in the house, like he was around, but he also worked a lot. And so I I know, and this is like me just really realizing this now, but I know that um, because he worked so much, I would like do different things to try to get his attention. And like he gave me his attention, but I guess it wasn't to the point of where I felt necessarily satisfied. So I would do things like, I really wasn't interested in basketball, but I would play basketball just so that I could get more time with my dad and so like in dating relationships it would be more like okay so if this guy wanted me to wear my hair a certain way then I would wear my hair that way or if he likes for girls to what wear different clothes I mean even something as simple as the name brand of clothes like it it was insane wow really was and so I was literally changing myself to fit what they wanted and I was like this just it did not bring me any kind of peace like I was bending over backwards trying to please them and still was not getting anywhere and so with that I feel like the Lord really just kind of pulled me out of that and was just like you need to focus on me like you I've already paid the price for you you're already you cannot do anything more to make me love you because Mm -hmm. I already love you as much as I'm gonna love you like and that's above anything that any any love that any guy could give you so I need you to focus on me and I need you to to go and serve with other women go and love on other women like seek out mentors was which was one of the things that I would do um, serving in the church, even if it wasn't in the church, like going to spend time and building those relationships with other women and even pouring into other younger women than me and letting them know what my mistakes were and kind of helping them to go on the right path as far as um, not feeling like they have to seek validation in guys because there was a lot of, and I was so surprised, like teenage girls that would do exactly the same thing that I was doing and and I'm in college and I'm just like that it's just insane how early how early on it starts but it was just doing different things like that 
being poured into and then being able to pour into other women that were younger than me. And so I feel like that's where a lot of that work was done and also praying and reading and really just spending focused time and intentional time in the word was really one of the things that that helped a lot as well. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that and just being honest and that like, you know, we find ourselves sometimes as we get older and some of the things we struggle with and especially, you know, as a high school teacher, I I realized this last year, I said a lot of our identity problems that we have as adults were identity problems we had as kids that we just never worked through, you know? Um, So the more like, definitely those are good things to do for the Lord to grow you, but also that's great for whomever was able to receive from you so that their story went, um, necessarily be as long like God's always doing work in us but if I can have someone who has been there and is learning say hey like you don't have to go 10 years of seeking validation from guys like you can know that you are fully acceptable wanted and loved and crashed alone and you can live a great life and not have to go through all this um and so I my one of my mentors always says there's someone on the other side of your your struggle your journey so you know you didn't have to necessarily go through that but there was someone on the other side who needed to hear that so that they wouldn't have to do all the things that you went through. Exactly. Um, if they took heed and listened, granted. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So guys, we have been talking with Miles and Lavanche Robinson, and it's been so good. I've just been so encouraged by them speaking in their vulnerability and their honesty of what their relationship entailed and we we don't always know who it's going to be we don't always know what the journey is going to look like to marriage and it won't look the same for everyone but one of the things that i know that i believe is just evidence of the lord in your life is that peace that peace that surpasses all understanding and both miles and lavanche's life they have spoken about how even when it didn't make sense even when they weren't sure the peace of God is what guided and directed them in every step. And they prayed for it. And it wasn't that they were always sure, but it was that, hey, they had a trust in the Lord that this is the direction that he was sending them and his peace was going with them. So tune back in next week as we continue with our friends, Miles and Lavanche Robinson. They will be diving deeper into just exactly how they lived out their senior years, what they did during that in-between time. I promise you, you won't want to miss it. It's going to be so much fun. So make sure you come back next week. Also, if you have not already, please make sure that you subscribe to my podcast on iTunes. It's an easy way that it lets you know when I have a new episode come out so that you don't miss any. And if you wouldn't mind, I would love if you could just go ahead and rate this podcast. That's the way that it lets iTunes populate my podcast out to other people who may not hear about it otherwise. I would really appreciate it. And as always, you can follow me on social media at adrienmichelle.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at Miss Adrienne Michelle. You have a great and blessed week. Bye.